hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trim to Staple Podcast. I'm Paul, and guess what? I'm flying solo again, mainly because this is the second half of the Kentucky Kingdom episodes, and Kylie and Janine really haven't actually ever been to Kentucky Kingdom, so I'm going to be going through the walkthrough today with the uh, food, flats, and of course the fun, but before we get started, I wanted to basically thank everybody. We just hit uh, 3,500 downloads. Fantastic mark for us. Yet again, the last two months have been amazing, and we're so happy for the support, and because of that, we want to actually let you know that this week, we are actually going to be doing new giveaways. Yes, we got some new stuff in. We got some Iron Quasi stuff, some Pantheon stuff, a couple things with Knobles. So we're going to be actually giving some of those things away this week. So make sure you go to our social media, which is 125 Roller Coaster on Instagram and on Facebook. And basically just keep making sure you're voting in the polls. Today's poll is which is worse, Ninja over at Six Flags St. Louis or Viper over at Six Flags Darren Lake. Uh, we just recently did an ERT that pretty much was talking about looping coasters. So we always ask you what's your favorite, what's your favorite this time, which one do you like least out of those two? Also remember to follow us on Trend stablepodcast.com when you follow us you get five permanent entries into each of our giveaways you can also leave comments on the different episodes and of course if you take the time to write a review on podcast addict over on Podchaser, Castbox, and of course apple Podcasts, if you leave a review you would get 10 permanent entries into all of our giveaways they never disappear the uh, poll ones disappear at the end of every week however those other three follow us write a review or leave comments they stay there continuously. So last week, we actually discussed Kentucky Kingdom, and in particular, we talked about the roller coasters. This time, like I said, we're going to be talking about the food, the flats, and the water park, Hurricane Bay. So when you look at a map of this park, it is very unique. That is why the episode, does this map even help? Because when you get thrown into Kentucky Kingdom, when you walk into that front of the park, you don't know where you're going. There are so many different nooks and crannies. So the best way for us to actually discuss this park would be basically talk about the front of the park, which is as soon as you walk in, there before you cross the street. Then we're going to talk about Hurricane Bay, which is the water park, which is literally surrounded by roller coasters and the rest of the park. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the back of the park. All right. So when we go into the front of the park, when you walk in that front entrance, the only roller coaster in this area is Lightning Run, which if you actually go to our T-shirt of the week, uh, Tuesday T-shirt, it is actually Devin's Lightning Run T-shirt. So we love this ride. We talked about it uh, last week. It is one of our favorite rides in the park, but it really is the only roller coaster in the front of the park. So this area is really filled with flats and some food, but mostly flats. Let's talk about some of the flats that are here at the beginning of the the front of the park. You have Bluebeard's Bounty, which is a pirate ship. You have that, which is fantastic. It's a great pirate ship. It seems like every park needs to have a good pirate ship. And this one, of course, has a really good pirate ship. There's one called Cyclos, which is a 360 degree pendulum ride. So if you like basically being upside down and you love the pendulums, this one, actually, it's smaller than most. It's not like a Max Air. It's a lot more condensed. It looks almost like a fair ride. However, this thing definitely goes upside down. That's the whole thing about it is that it goes 360. While most of the pendulums go, you know, over 45 degrees, over 90 degrees, over 110 degrees, this one actually gives you a full 360 degree cycle. Now, the next one is one of the coolest names for a basic ride, and it's called Professor John's Flying Machines. And of course, this is a flyer. You have those over at Hershey Park. You know, you have them over at Knobles. I still think Knobles is one of the best because you get a lot of airtime on that one. Yet again, they have that. They 
They have a uh, breakdance ride, which, you know, you see these at a lot of the parks too. They have a Himalaya. They have bumper cars. They have the Tin Lizzie. So they've got a lot of flats in this area. I mean, this is really a flat focused part of the park. Uh, they have a breakdance. And there's a couple of things I'm really impressed with. And one of them is called uh, Scream Extreme, which is a modern uh, enterprise. Now, if you're familiar with the enterprise, I know over at Hershey Park, it used to be called Cyclops. Uh, these were basically, they look like a Ferris wheel, but you went upside down briefly. Now, the modern ones are more free-forming, I guess. The best way to describe it is actually just go to their website and type in Scream Extreme, and you'll see exactly what that is. It's a really unique take on the Enterprise. It gives you the same kind of sensation, but it's a lot more free, less structure, I guess, to the ride. And then there's, um, here, they actually have the kids section. Now, if you're familiar with Kentucky Kingdom, they had an old mascot, King Louie, because it's right outside Louisville. This is a whole Kid Louie playland on this side of the park. So when you're going around all the flats, in the middle of these flats is the kiddie section called King Louie's Playland. They've got all the standard rides there, up, up, and away, which is hot air balloons. They have just so many kids focus rides in this section which is fantastic really if you have small kids you really don't need to go too deep into the park to actually enjoy the park you can just if you have a season pass you go right in you hit it and then you can leave now there's two other things that we really want to talk about in this section uh in particular for flats one of them is a free fall it's a 129 foot drop tower yet again the stats aren't really impressive compared to a lot of these other drop towers as we mentioned in the last episode they are really close to the airport so my thinking on this is the main reason why they have kind of a smaller drop tower is because there there's got to be height restrictions and if you know if there is height restrictions please let us know that's the only logic we see there and last but not least is the 5D Theater. And this is actually very popular. I know at a lot of other parks, uh, these kind of attractions don't get as much love as most. But in particular, this 5D Theater, they have a lot of pretty recent movies that they go along with. They have two or three throughout the year. And if you're not familiar with uh, 5D, uh, you know, you got the 3D, which is more vision. You got the 4D, which sometimes, you know, you get involved. 5D, it's all around you. You are literally surrounded by the movie. You're getting wet in different parts. Uh, There's puffs of air, the whole nine yards. And uh, this is just a great thing all around. Now, we also are talking about food. In this section, there is three main food things. Uh, the one thing when I was doing my research, it seems like every 20 feet they have a Dippin' Dots. So we're not going to really be talking about the Dippin' Dots much here, but we definitely want to talk about the uh, Bluegrass Bakery. This one has a lot of fresh, especially in the morning if you want to get your coffee and uh, get, grab yourself something for breakfast. This is a great location. It's over towards uh, pretty much by the uh, Dizzy Lizzie's and stuff like that, the Tin Lizzie's, but uh, that's fantastic. Now, right in front, they have a, uh, a Casa Mia, which is... Is an Italian restaurant that's kind of right by the front of the park. So this might be a great thing where if you need a midday break, you want to go there. Um, and then also they have a Kingdom Hot Chicken. So of course, if you want chicken, I'm sure it's Kentucky Fried Chicken, but you go there, they have a great chicken location there. Of course, they have one of their bigger stores there, the Kingdom Collection, which is you know pretty much when you're getting ready to exit the park. So front of the park, very flat ride heavy. How do you get to the second part of the park here? So there is two crossings. Over by the Tin Lizzie's, there is a bridge that goes over the road that basically takes you right across and it drops you right by the giant Ferris wheel and right in front of the water park. There's also a more of a handicap access over by the 5D where you actually almost like a crosswalk, you go across the street and it takes you where you need to go. So those are the two access points that get to the rest of the park. Instead of talking about the back of the park right away, let's talk about Hurricane Bay. Hurricane Bay is one of the best water parks I've ever seen. Now, 
at this point that every time we go to Kentucky Kingdom, we've actually never partaken into the water parks. So I can't really sit back here and say, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is amazing. This is great. After you've done a few uh, water parks, you kind of get a feel for what they look like. And this one has a couple really unique features. They actually have two wave pools. They have a uh, family wave lagoon, which is more of a smaller one for little kids that they can enjoy the waves. And then they have Big Surf, which is, of course, your standard. They also, which is huge for me and Janine, but they actually have two lazy rivers. They have Adventure River, which is over pretty much near Kentucky Flyer. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, how this kind of everything's laid out here. But they also have a Castaway Creek. So the Castaway Creek is more lazy, while the um, Adventure River, of course, has more waterfalls and a lot more water elements. So unlike Dorney Park or Hershey Park, where, okay, we're going to have to dodge these elements and it's going to be an issue. When you come to this park, you are pretty much, you have a choice of, do I want to be lazy or do I want to have a nice little river raft ride? Uh, with the Lazy River. Slide-wise, they have a lot of slide towers and they have a lot of isolated towers. Uh, they have a deep water dive, they have Plummet Summit, which are more standalone uh, attractions, but they actually have two really big uh, slide complexes here. They have uh, they actually have Mount Slide, which has three different slides attached to it, and then they also have uh, Wiki Wiki Wa, which has three more. So they give you a lot of different options here. They have a Tornado Ride, which we all love those. They are kind of like the toilet bowls. All in all, as a water park, it's right in the center of this area. So as soon as you go across the bridge, you're pretty much in the water park. You can go left or right, and there's so many different water attractions. Everywhere you look, there's water flowing. It's really a pretty much a real solid water park here. But the one thing I found very interesting is if you're looking to get food on this side of the park, you know, when you cross the river, most of the food is connected to Hurricane Bay, which is kind of unique, but it kind of makes sense because... It looks like to me that Hurricane Bay was a separate park at one time. And of course, if you're a historian, you know, definitely go to Coaster Studios. They will give you a heads up there, save our park. But also, you know, if you know this for a fact, but it just seems like they were kind of almost like a, a Dorney Park and Wild Water Kingdom where there are two separate parks which kind of merged. And because of that, they actually have a lot of the alcohol is actually in this area. They have a bourbon craft house. They have the Hurricane Bay Beach Club Bar, which I actually went to when I was there. Um, that was kind of neat. You can kind of sit back and enjoy, um, you know, the water park aspect of it there while having a nice cocktail. One of the big food things here is taco uh, tequila. So if you're looking for some more Mexican restaurants, theme instead of Italian or the um, regular food that you get at an amusement park. This is a nice little change of pace. They also have alcohol there. And they also have a two-canned tea and chicken area, which is uh, the main food area. So yet again, it looks like three out of the four here actually serve alcohol. I know from watching an In The Loop video that they actually have, you know, a lot more than just beer here. They have a lot of cocktails and they have a lot of uh, bourbon uh, aspect to it, which makes sense because you are in Kentucky. Uh, and then, of course, store-wise, you have the uh, Flamingo Traders and you have the Hurricane Bay Trading Company. So if you need to get any um, water apparel or you need any anything to really, you know, towels, uh, flip-flops, anything like that, this is where you can go. So that is Hurricane Bay, yet again, one of the better water parks that we've seen. We have not partaken in it, but we have seen it, and it looks great. As we just mentioned, Hurricane Bay is kind of surrounded by flat rides, roller coasters, the whole nine yards. So the easiest way for me to discuss this 
is to basically, we're getting off the bridge and we're going to go to the left, all right? So as soon as you get across the bridge, you're gonna see the giant wheel, which is a standard giant Ferris wheel attraction. Every park has them, this one's fantastic. They also have a sky catcher, which is one of those um, swinging rides up in the air. So it's kind of neat how right here you have, uh, if you're going on the other side of the park, you know, the front end of the park, this is kind of also where the drop tower is. So they kind of have three of the taller rides all clustered in this one area. Yet again, it might have something to do with the height restrictions or anything like that, but I just kind of found that pretty interesting. So after you go by these two flat attractions, you're now going to come to Kentucky Flyer. So Kentucky Flyer is kind of hugging, if you're looking at the park uh, from the entrance, it's kind of hugging the left side. It's kind of a nice little border that you have there. It basically runs along, I believe it is the Adventure River. Uh, over by the uh, Lazy River aspect of it. So it kind of hugs there. It's kind of isolated. So when you get out here, there's not a lot of other attractions. They may eventually expand out this way, but really Kentucky Flyer is just kind of off on its own. It's kind of cut off from the rest of the park. It's pretty much blocked from the rest of the flat rides and the other attractions by the water park. Between the uh, Lazy River there and then some of their other attractions, it really kind of blocks you. So after you're done the Kentucky uh, Flyer, you're going to have to pretty much cut across water park and the next thing you're going to run into is actually t3 now if you know anything about t3 from last week it is an slc so for the longest time it was kind of just hanging out there but now thanks to kentucky flyer you almost have a full circuit that you can walk around uh also right next to t3 is the raging rapids river ride of course um these canyon river rides are very popular most parks have them uh, it kind of uh, throws me now that hershey park actually got rid of theirs because of the fact that you know every other park still has them great adventure has them dorney park has them uh, of course kentucky uh, kingdom has them a lot of parks still kept theirs and maintained theirs so it is kind of a bummer that hershey park got rid of theirs now after the raging river rapids you're kind of still hugging the outside of the water park but the next thing you come up to is their larson loop and kind of like what we talked about last week there you know with storm chaser lightning run thunder run they named their larson loop eye of the storm so yet again you got that storm theme that's kind of tying everything together and then as you go by this area the furthest point out the farthest back that you can go is of course storm chaser which is just a fantastic rmc uh pretty much the marquee ride uh we did our poll and I'm not going to lie here, I thought it was going to be close between Lightning Run and Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser won like 17 to 2. Storm Chaser apparently is the big attraction here at Kentucky Kingdom. So now you basically went to the farthest point. Now you're going to be wrapping around to get over towards the uh, bridge again. And from there, you're going to go to uh, Mile High Falls, which is a shoot to shoot, uh, which is right across from Thunder Run. And then right before you get to the bridge. So if you get to the bridge, we went left. If you go right, you're actually in a nice little family area. You've got uh, Rowdy Racers. Uh, this is where Roller Skate is, which is their family coaster. They have a Flying Dutchman, which is another fun enjoyable family ride and then of course they have the bella uh, musica grand carousel now of course i am not a carousel connoisseur like janine however uh, i got to spend a lot of time at this carousel because when we got rained out this was exactly where we ended up going to uh, hide from the rain was pretty much underneath this carousel now as i said before there, most of the food in this side of the park is over in the water park but there is the clock tower there's swap water jacks which is um you know another type bar but also has a lot of uh, pretty much the standard fare the pizzas 
and subs. That's all in this family area. So when you're out there by the Larson Loop, there's really nothing out there. Over by Storm Chaser, there's some stores, but really the food is condensed here in this family area. Hopefully, I made this a little bit easier for you to understand. Like we said with the beginning of this episode, this is a very uniquely laid out park. And it looks kind of like they had the water park there and they added attractions around the water park. It looks almost like the front of the park was pretty much the original park. And then on the other side was where they added the attractions. Now, expansion wise, they can keep on shooting outwards. They got some space over there by Kentucky Flyer. They've got, um, you know, T3. They can always get rid of T3 eventually. So they got some room to work with. But all in all, the map is actually more confusing than the park. Once you figure out the two access points to get to the second part of the park, uh, everything becomes a lot easier. Pretty much the maps are more challenging than what the truth of this park is. We can't wait to go back. We are very excited to go back to this uh, park. Uh, We do need to get roller skate and we do need to get Kentucky Flyer. So in 22, we are definitely looking to go back there and we can give you a pretty much an update during one of our Q episodes. All right, so next week we start King's Island Month. Yes, if Cedar Point's going to get a month, so should King's Island. But of course, what are we going to talk about? When we were talking about Cedar Point, we were able to talk about our earlier trips. We were able to talk about uh, Coaster Mania. We don't really have those with King's Island. So for us to give you a full month of King's Island, the first episode, of course, is going to be on, you know, pretty much our first impressions of King's Island. But of course, we're going to be talking about the coasters. And does King's Island have an amazing group of coasters? Yes, they do. The second week, we're going to do a walkthrough of the food fun, the flats, uh, the water park, kind of like we just did now with Kentucky Kingdom. But for the third week, we're going to compare and contrast Cedar Point to King's Island because, yes, they both are in Ohio, but they both have a totally different feel. And we want to discuss it because, remember, Kings Island used to be a Paramount Park. You know, Cedar Fair flagship is uh, Cedar Point. And then, of course, what are we going to talk about last? Well, the easiest way to uh, conclude Kings Island Month is tell everybody why it is my favorite park. Yes. Spoiler alert. Kings Island is my personal favorite park. So we're going to talk about why this one beats out Hershey Park, why this one beats out the Disney parks. What is it about Kings Island that makes it so special to me? So that's going to be Kings Island month. We're going to have a couple ERTs coming into the holidays. We're going to give you a little bit more information on those as we develop them. And uh, once again, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, 125 Rollercoaster. I'm Paul, and I can't wait to see you in the queue. (laughs) 